the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. I am a bad girl, but you know what? I'm loved anyway. And before we uh, carry on into this second hour, I got to give a shout out to my buddy, my boy, DJ Carrot Sticks, who left me. It may be past the new year, but it's still Christmas every day for AK because my buddy uh, DJ, uh, I started to say potato skins. I can't give you credit for it, man. This was Carrot Sticks all the way who left me a little box of donut flavored Jelly Belly jelly beans, which I love so, so much. So if you're listening, Sticks, uh, love you. Thank you so much for this. Appreciate you. Yes, I do. You know who else I appreciate? especially Tuesdays at 7 p.m., is Gary Quackenbush from GQ Law and Word on Wealth Heard Every Day here at 2. Did you have a happy new year, my dear? Happy new year. Absolutely. It was great. Great new year. Great Christmas break. It was fantastic. Loved it. Okay. Any New Year's resolutions? Oh, lots of them. Well, any you want to share? (laughs) Rated (laughs) G, of course. We're a rated G show. No, no. So my New Year's resolution is really to be – to well, let's see. I wrote them down. What did I do? Oh, he, he, you're that yeah. guy. You're that yeah. guy who actually yeah. – not only does he have resolutions, <laughs> he actually writes them down. I, actually <laughs> I know. I actually keep a journal, a gratitude journal. Oh, I stuff. love that. I keep a gratitude journal too. I just don't do New Year's resolutions in general. So technically, yeah, New Year's resolution, more like what are my goals for 2023? Mm-hmm. You know, what are my personal goals and things like that? Mm-hmm. And one thing is, is <laughs> this is like super nerdy, but because I keep a regular journal, like I write in it every night, um, I always title the journal. And so okay. this year, my journal in 2023 is called Joy Found. Oh, I love that. So what I try to do is that's the theme. And as I write for the day, where did I find joy? Because I, after the pandemic and going through that, and we've had some, you know, it just, uh, there's a lot going on. So because of the things that I have going on, I have, you know, a lot of activities, traveling, time with kids and grandkids, time that I have to work and all that type of thing. It gets to be where I could easily whine about my incredible charmed life Mm -hmm. and so i'm just like going every day when i look at my journal it's going to go joy found and that's going to be here's how i found joy today because you got it it's everywhere if you find it and i don't mean pleasure Mm -hmm. i don't mean like super happy cheery whatever right but it's what's true joy so that's my goal this year is to find more joy and to actually make it happen be intentional about it rather mm-hmm. than just kind of live and see how things go. Well, I think that's so that's so incredible because the the truth of the matter is is we do need to look for joy. And yeah. b, b, you know, it's it, it it is about living with intention. That's a word that gets used a, a lot. 
Um, yeah. But everybody wants to be happy. I remember years ago this comic. I can't remember his name. And he had this commercial. And he smoked his – Dennis Leary, I think his name was. And he had this whole stand-up about being happy. And he was, like, making fun of people. Oh, I want to be happy. I want to be happy. He's like, you know what happiness is? Happiness is a chocolate chip cookie, okay? Happiness yeah. is, you know uh, – and, and he used some other little examples. And it was so great. It was hilarious. But it was such a riff on life that, you know, stop yammering and complaining about wanting to be happy. Happy, um, and look for joy, and joy is in the little things. And yeah. you know, and how amazing <laughs> is it that what a coincidence that when you when you intentionally look for joy in life, uh, you end up feeling better and you end up being happy. So funny, it's true, right? Funny how that it's works. True. All yeah, right. and because we, we spend a lot of time just saying, you know, I I want to be I want to be happy. I want to be happy. It's like, well, good luck, good luck with that. Part of joy is happiness, but really is trying to find meaning in things. What's the meaning? Because I mean. Face it, man. You get older. Like every year mm-hmm. when I have a mountain bike crash, it's like, gosh, dang it. That didn't hurt as bad last year. And are you kidding me? It's going to take three <laughs> weeks to get that bruise out of here. Right. But, you know, it's like I could complain about that. I mean, I was talking to somebody today about building houses. And, and when I was 18 and 19 years old, I was a, a framer. I'd love to frame houses. I mean, we Wow, you were a framer? Wow. Yeah. And we that- would do it. Barefoot. We would literally have barefoot wow. races. We'd stack the roof and we do. We had to back nail all the trusses and stuff, and we would race barefoot. Wow. And I, yeah. So now, if I tried that, I well, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. You know, yeah. I'd do it for an hour, and then I would have to go take a month off. And we'd be asking you, you got your living will set up, because dude, <laughs> I know, dude, that was really done. You shouldn't. Have, you should have thought of that. I know, but so anyway, joy found. That's what I'm that. going to do this year. I'm going to find it. it. I'll report back to you periodically. Okay. Well, you know what usually brings me joy, and I don't know if you have one for us this week. If not, you can you can share that with us next week. But is there a wacky law that you found this week? <laughs> well, they're not okay th- today. These are not supposed to be wacky. I mean, that wasn't the intention. It wasn't like you look back and go, "Gosh, that is so dumb." Uh, but our our illustrious Governor Newsom, <laughs> there are oh, these are so weird. Okay. We all know the minimum wage. Minimum wage, which is the non-qualified, I don't have to use my brain, I can show up and go, hello, what do I do today? Fifteen fifty. Wow. Really? Yeah. Why is the Big Mac cost $8? Because yeah. minimum wage is fifteen fifty for crying out loud, folks. It's his... Economics 101. Yeah, I would. So, I, I don't. I, I have to jump in here because you're so right on. I very rarely, almost <clears throat> never go to fast food. I went to a fast food restaurant there. That I don't remember where it was, and it was like a, a combo. Oh, it was Jack in the Box, and it was the crispy strips combo. It was seven dollars just for three strips, right? and if you wanted to add fries, it was like eleven dollars. I was right? like, what? The last time I got a chicken strips uh-huh. combo it was like four ninety nine. That's how long it's been since I've been to fast food. I couldn't even oh. believe it. How do how do people afford? Because a lot of times people who are low income or whatever they get eat fast food because it's cheaper than going to like Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. But now it's eleven dollars for a chicken strip combo, and you're because right. Minimum wage yeah. is fifteen fifty. It's crazy for crying out loud. Yeah, I, mean, I remember. Yeah, I mean, and and it, yeah, it's just it's insane. So it's fifteen fifty now. It's like insane, completely yeah. insane. So now people that were making, you know, because. You know, college students, I've hired college students and 20 bucks an hour, that was fantastic. They go, oh my gosh, that's so much money. And now they go, well, $20 an hour, two years ago, you know, minimum wage wasn't fifteen fifty, and they're going like, well, $20 an hour, that's nothing. You know, minimum yeah. wages. And, and yeah, I, I, but economics, going on. so that's a crazy law, but that's just happening. Okay. Now let's try to get some, some real points here. Um, 
holidays. We have new state holidays. This is so cool. It's And this is awful, but it's like September is Genocide Remembrance Day. <laughs> or, and it, wait, wait, yeah. We went into effect new holidays and stuff include Genocide Remembrance Day is April 24th. It's like, okay, I'm so weirded out by that. Juneteenth. <laughs> Juneteenth is a California holiday. June 19th, whatever. Lunar New Year. We're celebrating Lunar New Year now, so let's try to get some of those votes. And Native American Day, the fourth Friday of September. And we already have one of those. I get it. That's fine. But it's like, okay. It's crazy. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it used to be International Pancake Day, International Mm -hmm. Donut Day, Pizza Day. I mean, everybody's got a day. But they weren't signed into law by our governor, Andrea. (laughs) These things cost. It is now legal in California. It is legal to jaywalk. What? (laughs) Yeah. We're so It's only an offense to cross the street at a non-designated area when, quote, a reasonably careful person would realize that there's an immediate danger of a collision. Gary, do you also know that today is uh, drinking straw day? What? (laughs) Today is actually officially drinking straw day. That's awesome. Just look to that. Do you know now that in California, if you're passing a bicycle, the law used to be you had to be within you had to be three feet away from a bicyclist. Now it is required that you change lanes <gasps> if you're passing a bicycle. Well, you know, what? when that when that law first first I was so angry when that law first passed because, you know, it, it, it actually created a hazard, a road hazard to try to stay yeah. keep the distance from the bikes because, you know, even with the bike lanes, they're all over the place and then they're and they're getting close to you. And what are you supposed to do when a bike comes within three feet of you, right? I mean, it was just a mess on the roads. Now you gotta right. change lanes. Well, you know what? It's not always easy. You, you can't necessarily do that. Are they enforcing right. this crap? I don't know because the exception is you have to change lanes with due regard for safety and traffic conditions if practical and not prohibited by law. It's like, I don't know what that says. Well, what this is all of that's all about is this green push, kind of like them doing road diets and trying to take lanes from car away from cars and turn them into bike lanes. That's all about mm-hmm. trying to to, you know, green energy us into submission. That's what that's And all, I that's get about. it. But I want Electric bicycles, and this is uh, this is heresy, but I want electric bicycles. Some of those bicycles go 35 miles yeah, an hour. they do. And they have a 200-pound or 150-pound or whatever pound person on it. Even with you, Andrea, they have a 100-pound person on a bike that weighs 75 pounds, and you're going 35 and you run yeah. into me? Yeah. I'm a casualty. Yeah. Or I've got a broken leg or smash ribs, and yeah. you are not insured because you're on a bicycle. That's Who right. Who pays for that? That's a, you so know it's what? Like That's a good gonna point. You're going to go that fast. You need... To register your bike and it needs to be insured. You know what? That's a great point. In fact, um, uh, our... Melanie Burkholder, who just won uh, Carlsbad City Council, one of the big issues up in Carlsbad is these e-bikes and how uh, there's been deaths but, um, within yeah. e-bikes accidents. So you, you're right. That's a good point. All right. So anyway, uh, anyway, I don't want to get crazy, but that's the stuff. And the thing is. It's a new year, and I think some of these crazy things. Uh, the enforceability is going to be the issue. All laws, the enforceability is an issue. Mm-hmm. That's why we. That's why they're called crazy laws because it's like, okay, good luck enforcing that. Yeah, you know, it's just that we make new laws because it makes people happy. Part of that is they're negotiating. Well, if I pass this new law, can you give me um, the you know the, this thing over here? And they just 
I don't know. There's just a lot of that. That's politics. Well, and and it's also about control. It's like there mm-hmm. are you know mm-hmm. politicians and of all stripes. You know, there's many Republicans that are just as much about control too as as the left. It's like they're they're out there looking for something that they can regulate, right? They can tax. What 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 do they have? What's out here that's not being taxed or regulated? Yeah. I get in the instance of what you're talking about with with the e-bikes because there needs to be insurance because if somebody's getting hurt, who's going to pay for it? Um, yeah. So that's but 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 all this other stuff and so many of these other laws are just really about how they can try to control us and move us around, and you know and then and and then you know be able to tax us and be able to find you know get money out out of, out of the situation. But then on the other hand, then they they decriminalize jaywalking and make that that not a crime. And the whole point of jaywalking is because it's a, it's a a, ha- a hazard. It's it's a safety issue for people to be jaywalking and walking out in the mm-hmm. middle of the street. So it's crazy. Right. Um, what do you have for us in the world of estate planning tonight? You know, the, a couple of things. The Secure Act, you know, the Secure Act was the thing that came into play and really threw things off with retirement accounts and, you know, inherited IRAs. And I refresh just, our memory on the Secure Act. I don't remember that. So the Secure Act is the thing that made it so that you, instead of being having to take required minimum distributions at, um, it was a, but 67, they, it made okay. it so that you didn't have to take required minimum distributions till 72. Now the new Secure Act 2.0 says age 73 and eventually it's going to go up to 77. It just makes it – it has to do with retirement funds and pulling monies out and putting monies in in retirement. So that stuff has changed. I talked to all my state planning clients about that. Like you know, it, does this affect you with the Secure Act? Mm. You know, it's converting mm-hmm. IRAs to Roth IRAs and there's some new laws and they get really technical. Um, But as far as estate planning, this year to me, Andrea, this year, 2023, the pandemic is behind us. Mm -hmm. COVID now doesn't kill people. I think we need to get focused on reality and what's supposed to happen. And I want people to get their estate plans together in 2023. Um, I am willing, if people are listening to this show, if you are listening to this show and you say, yes, I want to get an estate plan with Gary, I will give you 10% off the cost of it. And you have to tell me that's, I want Andrea's discount. 10% off of my complete estate plan. Um, I want to do more estate plans. I am geared up to do more and more and more this year. I want to do more than I've ever done because people, it makes people happy. I think you you know something you should point out too, Gary, you mentioned on the word on wealth today that this year you could, but you're not raising your prices. Yeah, that was the thing that I really had to think about because during the pandemic, you know, everybody's raising their prices. I mean, literally 50%, 100% more from the beginning of the pandemic, but we're not, you know, we're keeping them down for as long as we can because I just want to get more people into estate plans. People, yeah, I get that right now with inflation and rents going up and mortgage interest rates going up. It's the, this is, this is an area that so many people find excuses to procrastinate on. And this is an area that just means a lot to me personally. And I've talked about, I've talked about why many times on the show, why I'm passionate about state estate planning, you know, and from a variety of different standpoints. And, And it's something that, People feel intimidated by, they feel scared by, they think it's going to cost more money than it does, and it's actually far cheaper, and it provides much more peace for you to do this and take care of your family than any level of stress you're going to feel um, down the road if you haven't done it. Right, Gary? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the number one thing I hear from people is they they feel like, oh, man, that's a big weight off my shoulder. And Mm -hmm. it it wasn't as hard as I thought, and it didn't cost as much as I expected. That makes me happy. Right. Now, when you talk about this is the year that people need to do estate planning, what are the elements? It's 
if you have a home or children or or you're ever going to become disabled or incapacitated, you need a trust. So basically so pretty basically, much everybody. <laughs> I know. It's really true. I mean, it, it just we do probate. You know, we're doing probate almost every day. We've got, you know, two or three or no, we've got like eight of them in, in the courts right now. Mm. And I just look at it as such a waste. It's sad because they could have done a trust. You know, they would have spent a few, you know, a little bit of time and some money getting it together. But it would have cost them about one-fifth of what wow. it's costing to go through probate. Wow. And then Plus. not to mention the time and the stress. Oh, my gosh. The time's ridiculous. It's taken a year and a half to get a simple probate done. Wow. Yeah. 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 It just... So you got to wait, 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 wait. With a trust, you know, you just, you get a. There's about a four month waiting period is really the creditor's waiting period that we're that we're always concerned about. But you know, four months as opposed to a year and a half. Yeah, I'm all over trust. So I here's here's and I'm not even a state planning attorney, but I'm going to tell you what I think you need because this matters to me. I think you need a living trust. I think you also need a living will. And uh, because you need to have directives as to what yes. you want to, to happen medically. And I think that and because one of the things that's changed with COVID is the way our hospitals have become so politicized to the degree to where they've got all these protocols and you better have mm-hmm. your ducks in a row before you get admitted. Or are you going to burn through all of your money laying in the hospital? Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's so many issues surrounding that. I know that personally, my dad had a living will. It was on record at the hospital and, and yet they put him on life support anyway. And it was bad. And then once they're on life support, then even if they had a living will, it becomes, it it becomes a, a mess. Um, but at least he had a living will. So, um, and then I also think you need to, you need to have your guardianship figured out with your kids. Oh my gosh, yes. That's huge. And then I also think you need your uh, a proper power of attorney that's limited and specific to what their needs are versus, you know, we talked about that that case of that that Fox News woman and 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 she got the power of attorney from her mother and like burned through hundreds of thousands of dollars in property and then pretended she was taking her mother to the ice cream shop and took her and checked her in to a facility. Yeah. So totally y- legal. Yeah. Immoral, totally immoral, but totally legal. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So these yeah, are the power things. Attorney's got to be careful. Got to be I careful. Agree. So these are all the elements and the specifics of that. Are obviously, you take care of and it's customized for every every person. Um, but I think those are the basics that 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 have to to have to take place. And if you care about your family, you know that whatever whatever you know time crunch it puts you under, whatever this cost, it's far less than what your family is going to have to deal with if you haven't done it before you before you, you know something happens. So yes. lecture over. Uh, how how do they get a hold of you, Mr. Gary? Eight five 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 hundred trust. And the deal is what? Ten percent off your complete estate plan. You have to mention this show and say Andrea said I could have a discount of ten percent. That's right. Repeat after it. me. I made Gary Quackenbush repeat after me. <laughs> okay. Thank you for being here. I lo- I actually wrote down joy found. I might have to steal that, my friend. I might okay. have to get to the end of every day and write down where did I find the joy in this day. Do it. We'll check back on you on Tuesday and we'll tell you what I found. All right. A deal. Okay. That'll be our challenge. We'll report back to each other next week on the joy that we found. Love okay. it. Perfect. All right. Thank Great. you, my dear. Have a good week. Thanks, okay. All right. All right. Bye. Bye now. We're going to take a break. When we come back. DeSantis had some interesting, fun comments today at his inauguration. And we're going to play those for you when we come back. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. 
Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, Jeremy Renner, are you a big fan of his? You like uh, action movies. Yeah, I like action movies. He's also big in the Marvel movies. He was kind of, he didn't get as much notoriety there as I would have liked. Uh, and I heard about what you're about to talk about. It's very tragic. Yeah, he's in intensive care. He was in a really bad snowboarding accident. And I guess evidently part of the problem was um, trying to trying to get to him and to rescue him. Evidently, it was a major effort because, of course, when people are snowboarding, um, you know, or snowboarding, or was or was it was it snowboarding? I think or, it was snowboarding. Or, okay, I didn't know if it was that or, or the snowmobile. I'm not sure if it was snowboarding or snowmobile. Whether it's accurate or not, I did hear snow, snowboarding yeah, numerous times. I'm not sure, but he's in intensive care tonight, and I guess the rescue efforts, which and many times they're often it's tough to they're in places it's tough to get to. So um, I knew you were a fan of of his work. I so am. prayers for him and continued prayers, of course, for Damar Hanlon's family. Um, we and, and also prayers for some victims of a terrorist attack in New York. We're going to talk about those stories as well as the Idaho. Suspect actually waived extradition today and is on his way back to Idaho. That's a story I got my eyes on. You, you longtime Andrea K. Show friends out there, y'all know how much I uh, watch true crime stories. I care about justice. I think our justice system was the best in the world, still is in many ways. We got a lot of problems in the DOJ, um, but the presumption of innocent in this country, our technology, the fact that there's so many good, hardworking prosecutors out there doing their best to, to bring justice for families who've been victimized. There's still so many good ones out there and there's a ridiculous story to tell you guys about involving the death penalty uh so we'll get into some of that a little bit later but i got to give a hat tip right now to desantis tonight is to today was his inauguration as governor in florida and we just got to continue to give give props to him for his his elect, re-election was incredible. The number of Hispanic votes he was able to bring, I, I think it was like, uh, it was historic numbers of, of Hispanic votes in Florida. Even though Jeb, at one point when he was governor of Florida, and, you know, Jeb was married to, uh, Bush was married to a Hispanic woman and um, had, you know, Latin roots in, in his family, his extended family, and was a beloved governor, did a great job in Florida. He didn't get like 40% of the Hispanic vote in Miami-Dade County. I mean, DeSantis Santis is killing it down there. And we had a caller last hour, Brian, who's like, you know, we got to turn the red states redder. Well, DeSantis is going to do just that. Here's a little bit of his inauguration speech today. And one of the things before I play this for you guys, one of the things that uh, I was curious about with DeSantis as we talk about 2024 is that I think he's great on some policy stuff. But, I, you know, he really has not demonstrated his ability to wow a crowd. And you've got to be able to, if you're going to succeed in running for president, you've got to be able to fill a stadium. You've got to be able to excite people, to energize a movement, really, at this point. And um, it's it's more than just effectiveness in policy. And here's what he had to say today. Clip two. This bizarre but prevalent ideology that permeates these policy measures purports to act in the name of justice for the marginalized, but it frowns upon American institutions. It rejects merit and achievement, and it advocates identity essentialism. We reject this woke ideology. We seek normalcy, not philosophical lunacy. We will not allow reality, facts, and truth to become optional. We will never surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. I thought he did a good job there. 
and motivating the, the crowd and delivering those remarks. What he do you think? He's pretty amped up. Do you think he's got the personality, though? Like, I mean, you know, Trump, the, you know, the way Trump is at the rallies and Trump's funny and you know, he can go off on a riff and he's so improvisational. I mean, Trump can talk for two hours and wow a crowd without a teleprompter. I mean, I will say Trump, he's not, Trump is I think magnetic. He's, I, he's not as funny as Trump, but I do think he's more likable than Trump. That's interesting. What do you guys think? 888-344-1170. How do you think DeSantis and Trump fare against each other? Because this, you have to take everything into consideration when you're thinking about who's going to get the nomination in 2024. I'll say it. I'll say it again. I just really hope they go together. I would love to see them together. Um, I would love, love, love to see them on the ticket together. I think I think it would be absolutely unstoppable. And so that's I'm, my preference. Yeah. And so what I'm hoping for is that they don't have such a riff like what happened in 2015. I wanted it to be a Trump Cruz ticket, and they had just really gone so ugly on each other, including Cruz. This was not just Trump back in 2015 and 2016. That 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 it just it it kind of spoiled the well. Oh, and then we got Pence, and they, which the which the establishment pushed. When Cruz would have been better if we needed to bring the um, the evangelicals, Cruz could have brought them along and bring some actual true conservatism and some constitutional. And I'll admit, I used to I used to like Pence, and man, was I wrong about him! Oh my gosh, weren't we all? Oh, did you? I don't think we talked about it. Like a couple of weeks about ago, what? so he actually filed papers for twenty twenty four, right? That's funny. Even funnier, though, is he claimed when when the news went out, he claimed that it that it was a hoax that he hadn't filed the papers, and it was because I think he was trying to just file the papers on the down low, and but not but Oops. not having made a major announcement yet. <laughs> Oh, the uproar! But then, but then, when people found out when when it leaked out that he was running, that he had filed his papers, he, part of the reason why he claimed it was a hoax is because the response was not particularly positive, right? I mean, Liz Cheney could run and get more votes than him, <laughs> probably, uh, right? I mean, there's no market for Pence. Okay? He's not well liked right now. Pence is Pence is a tuna salad sandwich. Left in the glove compartment in New Orleans in August for a month, okay? Ain't nobody eating that sandwich. Now, and the reason why I'm thinking tuna is because Skins and I were talking about Red Lobster during the commercial. Oh, you asked me what I like? They actually do have great tuna there. Um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a big lobster person. No? No. I mean, you know, in New Orleans, we eat shrimp, we eat, you know, crab, right? We eat frog legs. Ooh, you know, I like. Uh, do you uh, like frog legs? Ooh. Oh. Frog legs are good. Uh, alligator cheesecake is amazing. You told me that before. Oh, I've never my tried. gosh. I eat fried alligator, alligator cheesecake. Now I'm starving. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk about some crime. We're going to talk about a terrorist attack that happened in New York. And guess what? The, the feds knew who this person was. Yeah. Kel Surprise. Or as the French would say, what a shock. We're going to talk about it when we come back. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. One of the things we talked about last hour is the Republicans continuing to fund the FBI, whose basically only existence at this point is to control the outcome of our elections and then help uh, you know, weaponize the U.S. government to persecute and prosecute political opponents. 
Um, and that could explain why they just never seem to be able to stop. The only thing they're able to stop is, is people from voting for a Republican, apparently, in an election. They're certainly not able to stop a terrorist attack. I want you to hear this clip uh, from the news as to what happened in a New Year's Eve New York City machete attack incident. Clip one. Obviously, the investigation is intensifying. And as of now, we know that the suspect was on the radar of law enforcement, even though he didn't have a criminal history. In fact, one of his family members alerted authorities a couple of weeks ago, and therefore he was in a federal database. And also, officials were able to retrieve a couple of his personal belongings, a backpack. Uh, and in that backpack, there was cash, uh, a pocket knife, as well as terrorist propaganda. You mentioned that while he was in his hospital bed this weekend, he expressed jihadist views. Um, well, apparently that relative who alerted authorities said that um, he expressed those same sentiments at that time as well. So obviously still a lot of questions tonight. Um, but as far as the motive, it's still unclear what motivated him to carry out this alleged attack. <laughs> Did she just say it's unclear what the motive is. Yeah, he, that's what you said. He's carrying propaganda and from the hospital spewing jihadi crap, but they can come up with a motive. Do I need to remind people that when uh, the Sarnayev brothers blew people to bits in Boston and the bombs they used in- included some, I guess, some slow cooker parts, immediately they had to have been Republicans from the South because only Southerners use slow cookers, apparently, right? This is just insane. And this person was known that actually the mother of this person uh, had reported him to the police three weeks before. He was 19 years old, is accused of slashing two cops with a machete near Times Square. See, this is, you know, I've spent many, 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 many a night in the French Quarter door of Mardi Gras. I'm not sure I could do it anymore. I'm not, I, I, I don't know that I, I don't know that I would, I would Wouldn't do feel that. feel safe? I don't think I would. Same way with, with uh, Times Square. Let me tell you, and I have been so packed into the French Quarter that you literally could not move, and it's like the entire crowd is... It, and when you yeah. were there, did you ever feel unsafe? I, I mean, had obviously a, something random could happen, but... Yeah, not from me being attacked, and I never was. I have been... I've been caught up in a crowd many times like that. Because let me tell you why that happens in the French Quarter. What happens in the French Quarter is because of what makes that happen is the cops coming through on horseback. And it pushes people back to where it makes you then you're like, you know, like this and you can't move. There's never been a time in the past where I felt like I was going to get stabbed or have anything happen to me. But now I would be thinking that, right? I've never seen an incident of, of, of crime any time I was down uh, at, at Mardi Gras. But we just have such a crime wave in this country, right? People they, influx from absolutely everywhere, and they're doing no checking on the type of people that are coming in. Well, it, we've got uh, we've got crime wave happening, in, particularly in, in cities like New York. It's because of the no bail policy. They know these criminals know this. This was a terrorist attack. Of course, it's not being. They're they're hiding the the motive because they don't want to admit because the the Department of Justice has removed all references in the counterterrorism unit away from Islamic terrorists, and now we're at the at the greatest threat to. To, uh, uh, Americans in this country is these white supremacists known as MAGA people. That's the new play. So, of course, they don't want to say that this is a terrorist attack. Um, known to the authorities. Um, the family said he was acting strange, all that kind of stuff. Um, reportedly. His name was Trevor Beckford. 
he's from Wells, Maine. Um, she says that she the mother said she didn't know where to turn, so she went to the police for guidance. Well, the poli- lady, you know, she must she must be uh, you know a lefty because you know if she actually thought the police were concerned in this country about avoiding terrorist attacks and stopping terrorist attacks, she has not been paying attention, right? Um. He's alleged to have approached officers on 8th Avenue between 51st and 52nd Street and and slashed them. Um, Clearly, this isn't getting a whole lot of coverage right now because they can't blame it on MAGA, right? The cops that he slashed are in serious but stable condition. Um, They had called the FBI, so it wasn't just local authorities that they called. And um, they didn't investigate anything. Just like the FBI didn't investigate when we had all these American athletes, these young girls training for the Olympics and these Olympic athletes called the FBI, reported the sexual abuse by Dr. Nasser, and the FBI did nothing. Literally did nothing. The FBI needs to be dismantled. They serve no purpose. We have enough technology. We can use U.S. Marshals to deal with cross with interstate crimes. There's no purpose at this point in, 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 for the FBI. What the Republican Party do? Give them more money. Absolutely give them more money. There's a case I want to tell you guys, speaking of crime and justice. Um, one of the, when I was in college, one of the speeches I wrote, this should come as a surprise to no one. I think I've mentioned it in the class. I, gave, I got an A on the speech. It was on the death penalty. And um, I am pro-death penalty. The only problem I have is that it's not being administered most of the time. And by the by the time the appeals process wears off, it's been 30 years later. And it's like, you know, what's the point? Does it matter? It doesn't matter. Um, some it, some people say, well, it doesn't really deter anything. Well, of course not, because it's going to take 30 years and it's not going to happen anyway, for the most part. We, we, you know, if we began executing people, it might actually have a deterrence factor. I get the fact that there have been innocent people that have been... Um, convicted and that always troubles me i would rather see the guilty go free than an innocent person convicted but by and large that is not as prevalent as you would imagine here's the story that concerns me tonight here's a headline from talk tv u.s to execute first trans prisoner for first degree murder unless appeal for clemency succeeds why does it matter that this person on death penalty is trans skins it does not matter it shouldn't. Or it should not, I should say. I'm supposed to somehow think that this person gets to avoid the death penalty because they're trans? Here's the arguments on appeal. Amber McLaughlin, who's a, whose name had to have been Anthony at some point, will be executed today for raping and murdering a former partner. An appeal focuses on his traumatic childhood and gender dysphoria problems. So now the LBGTQXYZ movement is now an excuse for murder. Is there any area of our life skins where they're not using that Trojan horse to destroy us? Nope. I don't care what childhood trauma you endured. Now if now if we don't and here's and here's where you can connect the dots. Now here's what the play is. If we don't go along, if we don't recognize this this transgender situation for what it is and start mutilating 5-year-olds, they might end up murdering somebody down the road. You see what the play is here? Where they're going with this? And by the way, in general, my thoughts are that that um, it, it, whatever trauma you suffer as a child is not an excuse in your adulthood to harm another human being. You don't get a pass from me on that, right? <clears throat> and you certainly don't get a pass on murder because you're trans. 
No pass for me. And any appeal on that basis should be laughed out of court. You want to make an argument for me as a Christian, thou shalt not kill, or that you, or, or that you'd actually think that them living a life out miserable in prison is worse. Yeah, it can be made. You know, make make those arguments, but don't come to me and tell me somebody who murdered somebody should get should get away with it because they're trans. That's insane. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we got an insane story for you guys involving pharmacies to share with you. When we come back, don't go away. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I got to tell you guys, I one of the things that I've known about around here a little bit is that I give good dating advice to uh, the fellas here at the radio station. And I've come across on Instagram some dating advice that I want to share with you guys from a couple of seniors. Here's some dating advice from Eileen. She's 90. (laughs) She says, make sure he has a loaded wallet. (laughs) Hilarious. Here's some dating advice from June. She's 87. She says, don't. (laughs) I know you're not going to think that's funny, Skins, because you're happily newly married, still in the honeymooners phase. But you got to admit that's kind of funny. My wife and I are on on the same page. We, we, We are, we are having the long-term goal of eternally staying in the honeymoon phase. Well, and I love that for you, but you got to admit that was kind of funny. That was kind of funny. <laughs> um, here's a crazy story I wanted to share with you guys. Texas Supreme Court just ruled to allow a seven-year-old boy to be taken to California by his mother to be chemically castrated against the father's will. So now we got California as a sanctuary state for child abuse. Uh, kidnapping, child abuse, and complete meltdown of parental rights just got thrown on the table. That's absolutely insane. If you are a parent and you're participating in that of your child, you, you know, um, can you imagine being the, being the parent, the, the dad? If I was the dad, I would be, oh, I would be distraught. Yeah. that would. My kid would not be taken across state lines and chemically castrated at seven. That would not happen. I would pull, there was a mom many years ago in New York. I don't remember her name. There was a movie made about it. Very, very famous case. And um, to this day, I will tell you, I'm not sure if the daughter was sexually abused by the mom's uh, ex-husband or not, but she believed that her child had been sexually abused. I'm not sure if she was or not. I know a lot about the case. It's been a long time, but she believed it. And so um, when the courts ruled against her, and we're going to force her child to have unsupervised visits with the father that she thought was sexually abusing her child. She took her kid in, to New Zealand, and there was no extradition. And so um, you do what you got to do to protect. You do your what kids. you got to do to protect your kids. You do what you got to do because this is literal insanity going on and what's happening to kids. Um, but here's a good news story out of kids. I may save this pharmacy story. I'll see if I can get to a minute. Here's actually a good news story coming from my peeps in Louisiana. Uh, you now have to have a government ID to a, a government issued ID to a, a access Pornhub in the state of Louisiana. I'm not sure. Um, it's been deemed harmful to minors. Of course it is. But see, isn't this interesting? You've got to have in the state of Louisiana, um, you, you've got to have a government ID if you're below age 18 to get on Pornhub. But, you know, all they, really all they got to do then is just go into a classroom and they can see porn all day long, right? And a variety uh, under the, you know, 
state approved curriculum in most places. But what it does is um, it makes the porn site liable for content deemed harmful to minors if it doesn't install age verification technology for anyone accessing them in Louisiana. And you also think, Andrea, that by having to provide a government issued ID, that's going to get some, not all, but some people to think twice. Yeah. Um, here's what uh, the law passed as Act 440 states. Any commercial entity that knowingly and intentionally publishes or distributes material harmful to minors on the Internet from a website that contains a substantial portion of such material shall be held liable if the entity fails to perform reasonable age verification measures to verify the age of individuals attempting to access the material. To me, age verification is not just type in a birth date. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of sites that do you can that. You easily lie about that. Yeah, you can easily put put you know a phony age in there. How would I how would I know about that? I'm not on a porn site, but you know I was going to you know have a Mardi Gras party and I was looking up cocktail recipes for to make a cocktail called a Neptune Monsoon that served at Portocal in New Orleans. So you know it, so this thing pops up. Got to make sure you're you're you know old enough to drink alcohol to enter the site. And literally anybody, a ten year old, could put in. Uh, you know, uh, an over 21 birthday. So that's not a, that's not enough. That's not enough protecting children here. Um, I do think I have time to get into the story. The FDA has just approved Tuesday that all pharmacies now will be allowed to offer abortion pills. So, you know, that's just the left looking to see how they can, you know, increase uh, abortion. I don't see, uh, I don't know enough about the abortion pills. I know that there are a lot of problems with these from a health standpoint, that it is not as safe as they are alleged to be. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you see this, and it's just like, here's just another way to make it convenient. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's just another way. Even if you're a Christian who thinks, you know what's stopping an egg from being implanted, although I don't really know this technology and how it works, these abortion pills, um, the idea is they're just, they're doing everything that they can. Even if you think that that's not, you know, taking the life of an unborn child, this is the left doing everything that they can to devalue life, to devalue life. Well, we value you, we love you, and we're going to be back here tomorrow night. It'll be hum day, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Follow me on all the socials. See you all tomorrow. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.